one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for being a listener. Let's kick off the show on the right foot. If you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please do so right now. Just go ahead, click that little button, get yourself subscribed so that every Tuesday you get the latest episode of The Nation. And also, if you can, you'd be doing me a great service by rating the show. Give it whatever stars you feel as if it's appropriate. If it's a fucking one star, do it. If it's a five star, do it. And if you've got a moment, give me a few words. Review the show, right? Like just even a sentence or two would be absolutely fantastic. All those things make a massive difference to the nation, right? Every time you do stuff like that, it just raises the chance of this podcast falling into the lap of as many people as possible. And if the nation has helped you, if it's made a difference for you, if you've gotten insights out of it, just imagine all the people in the world that could do with this kind of wisdom, if you like, right? Anyway, let's crack on and get right into the show because uh, I've got a blockbuster of a show for you today. I want to talk to you about tolerance. Now, most people, when they hear me use that word tolerance, you've already got something in mind. You're already in a place. Now, I made, I made a video about, I don't know, it's must years ago, three or four years ago, on YouTube. The title of the video is, You Are Burdened by What You Tolerate. Now, there was a lot of reactions to just the title of the video. People were like, yeah, that's fucking right. I've been tolerating a lot of bullshit, or I'm tolerating this shitty job, and I'm tolerating this sucker that I'm in a relationship with, you know, like that. And people just got the total fucking wrong end of the stick. Because what you're burdened by, that is the weight on your shoulders is what you tolerate about yourself. What you tolerate about you is what weighs you down. Now, as with everything that I say, you've really got to think, you've really got to kind of push the boundaries of your thinking and start to really give some real penetrating thinking to what I'm saying here. I'm saying in every single area of your life, you are burdened by what you tolerate about yourself. Another way to say it is, all that you've made 
okay about you. Now, I want you to get that's not where a lot of people come from when they think about, you know, what they've made okay. They mostly look in their life. They mostly look at, you know, like I said, the job or the finances or the relationship or the family or la, 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 la. Like I've made all of that okay. But you got to go in another level. See, what you've made okay is you about that stuff. You've kind of feathered a nest that you don't really want. And that's all human beings, ultimately. Feathering nests that they don't want. And then they get themselves a book or two, you know, like unfuck yourself or stop doing that shit or do the work or wise as fuck. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking do something about this nest. And what you really need to work on is the fucker that made it. (laughs) You, you are a tolerating machine. You have a life right now that all of it is a complete representation of what you'll put up with. Now, don't turn yourself into a victim here. Don't turn yourself into like, oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah, I'm not going to put up with that anymore. Like, fucking stop. Okay, that's not what this is about. This is about you starting to deal with your most default self that you as a being would make a nest like this. That's right, that you made this fucking nest. Now, I'm not saying that you had, you know, every piece of building material known to man. What I'm saying is, this is your fucking nest. You made it. And where most people get fucked up is they think they can't unmake it or they can't make something else because they have no real experience of making this life. I mean, if you look at the life you live right now, if you look at all the shit you're doing in your life, if you're like most people, you have no experience like that you made this. Your day-to-day experience is that you're just living. You're just kind of getting it done. What I'd like you to understand is, no. This is your construction. The life you're living right now, by the way, whether you like it or not, this is your fucking masterpiece. This is your masterpiece. This is the masterpiece that you put together that you're now complaining about. And you made it. Like, you made this fucking life. And then, you know, read a few books and maybe that'll help you feel better about this life that you made. You see, look, even if you're like, well, I'm confused or, you know, I have no self-confidence. I don't believe in myself or you fucking name it. I know, but these are all the things that you tolerate about you. You're tolerating all this stuff about yourself. You tolerate your lack of confidence. You tolerate your trust issues. You tolerate your anger. You give it its little you know, nuke in your life. It gets to fucking sit there. And you're like, okay, I mean, well, it's just the way I am. No, it's just the way you tolerate yourself. You tolerate you 
and you think it's about situations that you're in or you think it's about your lack of money. It's You tolerate your financial state, but the worst of it all is you tolerate you tolerating your financial state. That's the fucking thing. That's the issue. That's the problem right there. Right fucking there. Oh, I get too tempted. You tolerate that bullshit. You tolerate your lack of integrity. And then you explain it away and you surround yourself with people who'll agree with that lack of integrity or at least sympathize with it. Yeah, it's hard to make this life on blah, 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 blah a week. And look, in many cases, it fucking is. It is challenging to make your life work on a couple of hundred bucks a week. It fucking is. Okay, so what? Get your fucking shit together. On one hand, I completely, I have a tremendous amount of compassion. I don't sympathize because that's bullshit. But I have a tremendous amount of compassion for where you might find yourself in your life. But it's not like you just woke up and like, oh, how the fuck did I get here? No. This is a construct. This life of yours is a construct. And you're tolerating you, tolerating it. Except you think it's about the it, like the stuff, like the, oh, I need to make more money or save more money or do something about my body or my relationship or my job, my career, my passion, whatever the fuck it might be. But it's you you're tolerating. And by the way, it's you that you're not fully at the source of. I mean, fuck me. Everything that I do, all my work, everything, every book, every fucking podcast, every audio book, every interview, it's all about you uncovering your own personal little tesseract, your little machine, your flux fucking capacitor, uncovering your own machinery. Most people can't talk about the machinery beyond some rudimentary explanation or some category that they find themselves in. That's why when people tell me, oh, what personality type? I'm like, oh, fucking stop. What do you do? What do you say to yourself about what you do? What's driving all of that? What's the internal conversation that maybe you're not too aware of that's driving all of that? You need to dig in because that's what's at the source of everything. I mean, I've talked about it in the last few episodes, right? The most challenging book that I wrote for me personally was Stop Doing That Shit. Now, I could have given that, you know, a slightly more touchy-feely or pop science-y title, but, you know, that's not me. But what made that book really, 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 really fucking challenging for me is it's mostly bad news. It's mostly bad news. It's the book of the bad news. I mean, at the end, you get your big aha, right? But two-thirds of that book is a fucking walk through the mud. And I even say that in the book. And I knew it was a walk through the mud because as I was reading it myself, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is heavy going. But it was a book that I had to write. I had to write that book. And to be honest, 
It's only the real fucking players that read that book and use it in the way that it's intended. And I really mean that. Like, it's only the ballers. I mean, everybody's read Unfuck Yourself. That book has sold millions and millions and millions and millions of copies. But stop doing that shit. That's for the players. Because it's not an easy read. It's a fucking challenge. I, <laughs> I laugh when people say, oh, I found Unfuck Yourself a challenging book to read. I'm like, really? Fuck, you should read Stop Doing That Shit. That book will take you into the depths of your thinking. That book, you'll see your machinery in all of its glory. You'll see the mechanism. You'll see the kind of subconscious clunking and clanking its way through your life. Which is what gives you all of this bullshit that you tolerate. Because you're driven to repeat. It's two things, right? Like, you're driven to venture into the new and repeat the old. <laughs> You're driven to venture into the new and repeat the old. And you repeat the old by finding the old, or much more accurately, finding evidence for the old. That's why no matter what you do, you get that little burst of newness, and then it's the same old shit. And you don't really know why. So you come up with these like surfacey explanations like, oh, you know, I'm always bringing the same sort of people into my life and, you know, just bullshit like that. No, you're driven to find evidence for what's going on with you at your core. And I want you to get this, really get this right now. You are driven, like driven, to find evidence for what's at your core. Because for you, in your mind's eye, what's at your core is what life's really all about. Even if what's at that core is complete fucking bullshit, you are driven to find evidence for it. Your self-doubt your lack of self-belief or your lack of belief in others, like, that's not just random. That's not just based on your fucking mommy or daddy or grandma issues or grandpa issues or whatever the fuck's rattling your cage. There's a, for want of a better phrase, there's a belief system that for you isn't a belief system. For you, it's true. It's fucking true. And so you don't question it and you don't challenge it. All you do is try and find ways to produce these little temporary victories over it. You're not learning how to exist with it. You're not learning how to transform it. You're not learning how to reach way beyond it and exist out there on the fucking skinny branches of the tree where when the wind picks up, it gets a little fucking scary. You're not interested in that. Not really. I mean, you might say so, but I don't listen to half of the shit you say. And you shouldn't either. So if you want to look at any area of your life, just pick a fucking area. Pick something. In that area of your life that's not going the way you would want it to go, what are you tolerating about you? What have you made okay about you? What have you told yourself, like, 
that it's that or them or this situation or this circumstance. Deal with it. That's all the bullshit. And it's funny, you know, because when I'm saying all of this, that doesn't negate the fucking challenges that it is to be a human being. You know, like, society isn't working in your favor. It's not. But you can have this conversation like a little two-headed. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I can't impact society's fucking issues because I'm too busy working on my own. Or I should only work on society's issues and working on my own in some way only affirms the legitimacy of society. See, people think a lot of times when I talk about people being responsible for life, and they automatically bring into the equation that it makes whatever else is going on okay. I'm not fucking saying that. I don't say to you, look, be responsible for your past and how it plays out. I'm not saying to you, and everybody who ever wronged you in your past, that's all good and you should love them. I'm not fucking saying that. I'm not saying what they did was okay. I'm not saying what they did doesn't deserve some kind of fucking looking at. What I am saying is you need to separate those two things and work on yourself and empower the fuck out of yourself. And it's the same with, you know, if you're constantly looking at life through the fucking lens of society's ills. I did this interview one time for a really fucking big newspaper in the UK. And my experience was that the person who was interviewing me was a little irked by what I was saying. And I could hear that they couldn't separate their incompletion with how society was from empowering people. Because they felt as if if I just focused on empowering people, it would make the bullshit of society okay. And the people who believed that society was okay would make them right. And this person was just unwilling to go there. And you could hear it in every question. We had a little breakthrough later on because fundamentally that person began to realize that I'm from that background. I'm from the background. I have the background of someone who is at the low, low, low end of what society has to offer. Okay, I didn't come in in the middle on the other top. I came in at the low end, right? And I don't want people to be left with, and I did it and therefore you can. That's not what that's about. Even though that might be true, that's not what this is about. This is about, because success is relative, right? For some of you, earning an extra 50 bucks a week is a fucking major success for you. And given where you're at, rightfully so. For some of you, saying sorry is a major success for you. For some of you, forgiveness is a major success for you. That's all great. Look, the reality is not everybody's going to fucking write a book and like all that shit. Not everybody's going to do that. And it's okay. Not everybody fucking has to. You have to look at your life in relative terms. Far too many times I see people getting drunk on the idea of their dreams when they really should be looking at the minutia of the life. They really should be looking at the items in the life that don't work and producing success there. Again, in this industry, in this personal growth industry, 
you know, and I see them online, right? And because some of them follow me and I follow them back and, you know, it's all fine. But I see these people, they, I mean, they don't, and I'm really respectful, wary. I'm not fucking blowing smoke up my own ass here. But, and I'm really respectful, wait, they don't have my training. They don't have what I have. They don't have what I've learned over the years. And so they're producing some kind of content and I know by what they're saying and how they're saying it, that their own life is a shit show behind the scenes. And I know it. And I can fucking smell it from a distance. So there's an inauthenticity there of telling you how to get your shit together. It's not arrogance. It's just they're living with what they're tolerating about their life and masking it with, you know, getting out there and doing whatever they're doing. You know, I, I want you to know, like, I practice what I fucking preach. That doesn't make me perfect. That makes me a practitioner of what I preach. Just like you need to be. You need to be a practitioner. Why the fuck are you tolerating whole areas of your life that don't work? Why the fuck are you doing that? Wake up. Wake up. First, you begin by getting to work on the you that's tolerating that. What's that about? How come? And what's it going to take from you? What kind of being do you need to be to start producing new results in that area of your life? Is it your resentment? Is it your anger? Is it your fear? Is it your lack of this or that or the fucking next thing? Get to the heart of the matter and get to work. Stop tolerating a you that doesn't work. Stop tolerating the you that doesn't work and do the work. Do the work on yourself. All right, we're going to take a break. I'm going to be coming back, obviously, with a question from the nation. It's a fucking great question we got this week. So I want you to really listen in. There's something for you in this question that came from the nation this week. Also, if you want to participate in a future show, you can call me on the hotline or you can text me, right? 646-450-3203. Grab a pen or a pencil. Quick, fucking grab it. Grab it. Write it somewhere. 646-450-3203. You can also email me, connect at garyjohnbishop.com or go to the website. There's a little form you can fill out there. I get them all. I read them all. Unfucknation.com. You'll see the little form, your name, your question or your comment or whatever. And that includes those of you that feel as if you want me to touch on a subject that I haven't done yet. Get in contact. Okay. Let me know. All right. I'll be back in a minute. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the second part of the show. This is, of course, if you're a regular listener, this is the part where we take a question from the nation. And I picked a question this week that there's way more to this question, or at least there's way more to the answer to this question than one might think. Okay, so this week's question comes from Monica. And Monica's actually asking me a question about somebody else, but it is her conundrum too. So as I pick it apart, as with every question we ever get from the nation, you know, you really got to listen from the perspective of your own life as we dig into the question, not so much with the circumstance or or the kind of surfacy nature of all of our lives, okay? So this is from Monica, and Monica says, Hi, Gary, you're great. I read almost everything from you, and you truly woke me up. So I'm on the way to get sorted. Thanks. But please, can you tell me what the fuck shall I say to my 19-year-old footballer son who just had a ligament injury and forced to pause from 6 to 12 months at the most important time in his career as a footballer? He is willing to do anything, but how can you cope with losing your biggest dream? All right. So when she says football, I'm presuming, Monica, you're from Denmark? Okay. So when she says footballer, she means a soccer player, okay? For my American listeners, which is the vast majority of the people that listen to the show. But anyway, so Monica's actually asking me a couple of different questions here, and I'm going to kind of pick this apart because there's something in it for everyone, okay? so. So the first thing you need to get here, and your son needs to get this, Monica, is because, you know, in terms of football or soccer, 19 is a very critical age. Like, you know, the ages between like 17 and 20 are very critical. For many professional soccer teams, that's kind of make or break time for their academy players or their young players, okay? So he's had this pretty significant injury that's going to sideline him for six to 12 months. And for most people, you know, that's like, would be devastating, right? Would be absolutely freaking devastating because it seems like, you know, everything's on a pause, as you say, like, you know, everything you've been working towards, you've been hit upside the head by something out of left of field, right? Now, for anybody who's up to something in life, for anybody who feels as if they're hampered in one way or another from fulfilling on their dream or their passion or their goal, and it seems like it's out of your hands, and it seems like this has happened to you, okay? This is for you. Monica, this is for you. This is for your son, okay? Now, no matter which field you've chosen, so if somebody might want to become a doctor, somebody might want to become an athlete, somebody might want to start a little business, somebody might want to get married, somebody might want to, whatever you've gotten yourself into, the first thing you have to understand is you've now bought in to all of that, all that that is, right? Now, all of my sons play soccer, I have three boys, they're all soccer players, and they're all very good at it, very, very good at it. Now, with that in mind, you know, I'm always telling them, like, you're buying the whole thing. You're buying the whole possibility that that is, which includes, you know, 
a heavy dose of disappointment. So whatever direction you've taken your life, any a relationship, any a job, any a hobby, any a, you're buying into all of it. You don't get to just pick the bits that you like the fucking best. So being injured, for instance, for a sports person, yeah, it's part of the deal. In fact, if you don't get injured, that would be more unusual. But the part that really jumps out at me in your question, Monica, and because I hear a similar question. And the question is, you know, like, well, what do you do when you're apparently stopped, right? I mean, there's this person on his way to becoming a professional athlete and he gets a knee injury. And, you know, my sons haven't had serious injuries where they're out for months, but they've had smaller ones where they're out for a matter of weeks. And it's always the same with me. I'm always asking them the same. Why are you acting like something has stopped? Why is your immediate response like, just because it's not going the way you had anticipated it going, why are you now acting like all bets are off? Why are you acting like this is time just to, I don't know, fucking watch Netflix? And no, your son, Monica, should be doing exactly what I get my boys to do, which is, well, you can work on the other parts of your body, number one. But number two, most importantly, if you're in the pursuit of something that requires some degree of excellence, then there is no limit to the kind of education you must be given yourself. You must be fully committed to becoming an expert in the field that you're committed to. I'm going to talk about sports here, but this isn't even a sports answer, but, but we'll use sports as the example. It's not enough in soccer to be able to kick a ball or control a ball or manipulate a ball or run fast. You need to have the brain for it. You need to have the strategies. You need to have the knowledge. You need to make the connections. You need to become expert in your own injury. You need to really understand the ins and outs of this, this in the most effective and quickest ways to heal. You need to already be strategizing how you're going to come out the other side of it. You know, what are your opportunities from there? In other words, you need to be fully embracing the situation that you find yourself in and get to work with what you've been given. And that's the same for everybody, regardless of your fucking life. It's not always going to go your way. Your opportunities won't unfold the way you had fucking anticipated. The opportunities show up when you show up. When you show up in the face of adversity. When you show the fuck up. And this is what your son needs to do. And this is what every fucking listener to this show needs to do is start showing up in adversity. Start being someone who's resourceful. Start being someone who takes the opportunity for expansion when all others would just melt under the fucking gaze of the heat. This is your shot to double down on what you're doing, not to fucking panic. There's always adversity. There's always occasion for it to go off. And that'll happen again. You, in your son's case, Monica, you know, he could fully recover, become a young pro, and at 22, get another fucking injury like this. And the answer is, so fucking what? So what? You know, 
20 years ago, that same injury, your career was over. Never mind a six-month layoff. And again, it's the same no matter what you're facing. Adversity is part of the game. In fact, you could make a very good case that adversity is the game. Adversity is the game. And when you're faced with adversity, are you going to melt? Or are you going to look for opportunity? Are you going to be someone who will not be stopped? I say this to my children all the time, and I live by this. I'm the one who keeps paddling when everybody's quit. When everybody else is like, that's it, I'm fucked, I'm done. I'm like, well, let's just go a bit further. Let's see what else is in here. That's why, you know, when you talk about specific kinds of success, because, you know, success is a broad spectrum, right? But when you start getting specific successes, like the kind of really unique ones, the ones that, that far, 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 far fewer people have managed to accomplish for themselves, what do you think it is that allowed those few people to cause those personal breakthroughs? What people do is, explain it as some kind of fucking character trait, like, oh, they've got a strong character, which is just a bullshit statement. That doesn't even fucking mean anything. I'm strong-minded. Again, doesn't mean anything. That's just, what? What the fuck? We mean strong If I crack your head open, is there like a fist in there instead of a brain? No. You got a fucking brain like everybody else. You've got an emotional state like everybody else. You've got your pain point like everybody else. You've got the parts where you would back off. But like I talked about in the first part of the show, these are the moments when you're either going to tolerate your approach or you're going to cause a breakthrough for yourself. So, you know, while I have tons of compassion for what your son's facing, Monica, and I have tons of compassion for that, for fuck's sake. You know, I mean, it's, what a blow, right? But just right there in the very next breath is like, okay, now it's time to get to work, which includes rest, recovery, recuperation, you know, making sure you're doing all the right kind of therapy on your legs, and, you know, everything you need to recover physiologically. Many people, by the way, and this is true, this is medically fucking true, especially with like ligament injuries and stuff. I can't even believe I'm talking about this on my show, but I'm going to say it anyway. As a way to find empowerment, the injured tendon or muscle or ligament is stronger than it was before it was injured after it's repaired. So I'm sure there are many fucking medical people out there who would back me up with that. I'm not pointing to that for the sake of that. I'm pointing to that because it's another good example of why you shouldn't be dwelling in why something has ended. All this is is a, is a rejigging of your pathway. Your pathway is not going to be the way you thought it was going to be. And don't talk to me about, you know, look, and again, this is specifically in the domain of that sport, right? But it reaches outside of it too. There are traditional pathways. There are typical pathways. There are the pathways that other people have done. And then there are the outliers. There are the ones that never followed that pathway or for one reason or another could not follow that pathway. But that the result got produced was still the same. And that's where you've got to be in your life. This is for everybody listening. You got to be in your life. 
You might see somebody produce a result in the life. You might see somebody be successful. That was their path. You're not screwed just because your path doesn't look like theirs. Your path will be unique to you, like mine was, right? I mean, there were plenty of days when the only thing that kept me going was that I knew I was on a path. I just didn't know how the heck it was going to unfold. But there were plenty of days where I realized my only job was to just keep going and to ignore the noise in my head or the experience I was having. So it's amazing what happens, though, when our little bubble of reality gets poked and you see how fragile it is. But your reality was never real anyway. It was always fragile. It's fragile right now. Yours, mine. It's fragile. It could all end in a fucking heartbeat. But we live like it's solid. So when these life-altering events come along, it's like it's a blow. But it's not really a blow. I mean, the universe doesn't give a fuck. The universe just keeps rolling. You're the only one knocked out. I, I put this little tweet up this week, you know, because, you know, I'll do Twitter now and again. And I said, in life, you're just basically going to react or you're going to dance with what you're getting presented with. React is just all survival, doing what you would typically do. It's never fucking pleasant. But you can realize that you're about to react. And you can take on moving with, shifting with, manipulating what you're getting presented with to turn it in your favor. And that's all you got to do. You got to look at what you're getting presented with right now manipulate that and turn it in your favor. Turn it in your favor. And I know many of you are like, oh, just fucking tell me what to do, you know, because that's the world right there. It's not like they don't want to figure shit out for themselves. They want to be told what to do. I'm going to add this piece to this because it's important for you to get. I rarely talk about some of my own adversity, like the things that I've handled and transformed and overcome and transcended. and my pathway was a fucking shit show. It was like a bowl of spaghetti. Like nothing made any sense. It was going this way, then that way, then this way. And, you know, one body blow after another, fucking people dying and, you know, like just one fucking big, long, dramatic story. I don't dwell in that stuff. I don't talk about that stuff because I did all the work to transform that in such a way that, it no longer has any kind of grip on me. But one of the things that was consistent in all of it is I was getting older, as I was making my way through life, I was realizing that, and it was a growing thing with me, like it has to be with you, that I was bigger than life itself, that life was completely a reflection of me. And, you know, I'm going to give you this one little piece for your son, Monica that I, I took this on about 10 years ago. And I really, in fact, it was more than that. It's more like fucking 15 years ago now. But I took this on like my life depended on it. I took away the opportunity for other people to determine my future. Like it wasn't up to anybody. That I would be so fucking irresistible about who I am and what I'm about that you have no choice, that you have to do it. You can't even give it a consideration because the opportunity for you is so big. And that's something I, you know, I talk to my three sons about all the time with their approach to soccer. 
is you, you just got to be so fucking irresistible. And how do I become irresistible? I go further than anyone would. I go deeper, wider, for longer than anyone would. I am fucking irresistible. I cannot be denied because the choice as to whether I do this or not do it has nothing to do with the people who apparently make the decision. Because when it comes to me, they have no choice. It's not like I don't, they don't. It's doing that one for a while. All right, you guys, that's it for this week's show. Thank you for being a listener. Monica, thank you for your question. As usual, if you want to contribute to the show, you know this stuff. Connect at GaryJohnBishop.com, UnfuckNation.com, or call me on the hotline, 646-450-3203. Rate, review, and subscribe, you guys. I'll see you on the flip side. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.